home. Amen. That's what it seems like. I've been coming here so many years. I think, I'm trying to think. I've been, um, 1990 was the first time I came out here with Pastor Shot when he was still up on the hill, you know, and, and I don't know how many of you were up there at that time. A few of you were, but not everybody in here, you know, and, uh, but boy, I tell you, it's just, uh, I think I've been here every year since. I used to come out here every spring and every fall for a long time and then uh, book up my schedule out here in New England. I got so busy everywhere else, I could only afford to come out here in the, in the fall, amen? But uh, God's good, it's good to be here. I'd like to book a Colossians with me this evening, if you would, please. And I know you're going to feel like a jack-in-a-box, but I'm going to ask if you'd stand with me, if you would, one more time before we... I should have said you stay standing, you know, but that, that's Caleb's fault. Where are you? There he is. That's your fault, Caleb, not mine. I'm just saying. In uh, Colossians chapter 1 tonight, and I want to look at one verse with you, verse 27 of Colossians chapter 1. The Bible says this, To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Listen up one more time. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of his of this mystery among the Gentiles. What's that mystery is this, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Father, thank you for your word. Help us now, Lord, in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated. I'd like to look at one word in this text this evening with you. If we could please just for a moment where he talks about which is Christ in you, the hope of of glory, and I like to look at that word, hope, for a few minutes. It's an interesting word. In fact, there's an old uh, archaic, uh, probably back um, uh, was used um, uh, probably back in the 1400s, and in the 1400s, it meant a sloping plain between two ridges. Hope. Can you imagine that? The word hope uh, back around 1400 was a, a sloping plain between two ridges. And we'd, we'd call that a holler in West Virginia, amen? <laughs> uh, call it a valley here in West Virginia, it's a holler. And, um, but it's a desire to, of some good accompanied with at least slight expectation of obtaining that good. How many of you hope for things sometimes? You know, you look for something and you're hoping for it. You hope that this will happen. Hope, therefore, gives us pleasure or joy, uh, whereas wish and desire may produce or be accompanied with pain and distress sometimes. Wish and desire is pain and distress, and he says that hope is not. It brings pleasure and joy. Confidence in a future event sometimes hope is, and we have confidence that one day Jesus Christ is coming back, amen, the hope of glory coming for you and me. We're going to look at a little bit of that in a few moments here. Hope, it means to be sober and hope to the end of 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13, to place confidence in. That word hope means to place confidence in or to trust in with confident expectation of good. Uh, for instance, why art thou cast down, O my soul, he says in the book of Psalm chapter 43, hope thou in God. And so we have confidence or trust in God or an implicit faith and an implicit trust. Nothing, nothing should be able to shake that away from you as a believer in Jesus Christ. Number one tonight, if you're taking notes, you might run write this thought down real quick. Hope in Christ is a surety. Hope in Christ is a surety. Go with me to the book of Titus for just a moment. We have a number of uh, uh, scriptures to look at this evening here, a number of places to go in your Bibles with me. But the book of Titus, if you would. And over in, over in Titus, and down to chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, the Bible says, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's 
according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth which is after godliness in, in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. In hope, that hope of eternal life is not that I hope I get eternal life, not that I hope I might have eternal life, not that I hope it could happen to me, but it's a surety. He said that God promised you before the world began. If you put your faith and trust in him, your hope in Christ is a surety. It's a sure thing, amen. It, by the way, it's not a sure bet. It's a sure thing. There's no, there's no such thing as a sure bet, by the way. Amen. I hope you don't gamble, but I hope there's, there's not, no such thing. I just met a preacher by the name of Nick Patterson. We're not related, by the way. And he used to be down in Hell's Kitchen, New York, started a church down there years ago, Baptist Church. What a character. Guy's a character. And he said he was preaching one time, and he was talking about gambling, how we ought not to gamble, how we ought not. And he said, there's a guy in the way in the back. He said he was a character. He kept on throwing his hand up in the air and like this, and the pastor wasn't paying attention. He said, Pastor Nick, like that. So he said, he said, okay, I don't usually don't for, uh, ask for questions from the pulpit, but okay, what? He says, now listen, he said, I, I played the lottery, Pastor Nick, and if I won $2 million, you told me you wouldn't take any of that money? He said, sure, I, I would take that. He said, well, isn't that being a little bit hypocritical? And, and uh, I forget the term he used, but uh, I told him, uh, it, it was more like, well, it, yeah, let's, let's use a... Let, let's use that, that. Let's use that good sin stuff. We'll take that money, amen. The good sin, he called it, you know. But uh, but there's no hope. There's no surety in something like that. Your surety is in Christ Jesus and Christ Jesus alone, amen. Number two, if you're looking and taking notes again, go to the book of Psalms, in chapter thirty-one, with me. Number two, hope will give you strength. Hope will give you strength. Look at Psalm. In chapter 31 with me, please. Psalm in chapter 31. He makes this statement over in Psalm 31, down to verse 34, or actually it's 24. He says, I don't know, I, I actually, I added 10 verses to that, and good luck finding 34 verses in Psalm chapter 31, amen. Be of good courage, and, be, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that, what's the next word? All ye that hope in the Lord. So be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. What do you mean by strengthen your heart? That means your trust will be in him. And no matter what you go through in your life, no matter what happens to you, no matter how it happens to you, your trust is in him and in him alone. And your strength comes from him to take you through all that stuff, no matter what it is that you're going through. And no matter what's happening, you can go through it because of the strength that he gives you and how he strengthens your heart as a believer in Jesus Christ. Uh, this last winter, uh, most of you know, but I had to cancel 10 weeks of meetings. Uh, the, the, actually, it was this spring because I tried to head back to Michigan two times. The first time I headed back, my back went out so bad that I drove back down and they backed me in. They got me all hooked up. I didn't have to do anything. Went to the hospital and they put me through therapy for three weeks. They said, you're ready to go. Jumped in the truck again. Went to the same campground about 200 miles away. Pulled in for the night. Doing good. The next morning I got up and was using the restroom and my back went out again. And this time I had to have somebody come and haul me back down to Florida. Amen. But you know what? God took care of all that. Amen. He took care of me the whole time. I, I'm never, I never missed a bill. Never missed anything. God was good. Amen. God, God's good all the time. Our hope has to be in him. It is strengthen our heart to trust him and, and not ourselves. You cannot trust yourself. It will not do you any good. And then uh, look at me at Psalm chapter 42. Psalm chapter 40. You say, Brother Mike, you're already on your third point. Yeah, well, I've got, the, I've got seven altogether. Amen. So I got, don't worry, I've got plenty for you. So you just hang on a little bit. Psalm chapter 42. And then hope will, uh, we're going to look at this for a minute. Now remember now, 
Hope uh, is in crisis surety. Hope will give you strength, and hope will cause you to praise God. Hope will cause you to praise God. Look at Psalm 42, and look at, yeah, I better get myself there, verse 5. He says, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Hope thou in God. Hope, hope uh, will Allah cause me to praise God. He said, listen to that one more time. Oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore will I remember thee. Remember thee. From the land of Jordan, verse 6, he says. And from Hesimor and uh, the Hermonites and uh, from the hill of Mizar. He said, I'll remember all these things. My hope is in the Lord. And then Allah cause you to praise God. Amen. Uh, I don't know about some people sometimes. I get, I get excited, you know, and... And uh, if I'm out, I could be in the gas station, and if it tickles me, I just might say, well, praise the Lord. I don't even think about it, amen. I don't think about who's standing there and listening to me, you know. And just praise God. If you want to praise God, praise God, amen. And don't worry about it. We ought not to be afraid to praise God in our hearts. You might not be like some of us who might shout amen and well, glory and hallelujah and kick our leg up in the air. That's about all the far that goes anymore, amen. Just a little out and not up. And... Uh, but, you know, you might, you might not do like some of us would, you know, and you might not stand up in the middle of a service and shout, well, glory to God, amen. And I've been in some meetings, uh, Brother Ray, where I've seen him take off running around the building, amen, running around the tent, you know, and I don't know how much of that is important, you know. I mean, just so it's not showing it up before man, if you feel like running, take off, man, go ahead. I'm afraid if I did, my belly beat me to death, amen. I ain't going to do it, you know, so hope that, hope in Christ, you know. Now listen, if God told me to do it, my belly ain't going to hurt me. My belly button might stick to my forehead and rip my face off, but it ain't going to hurt me, amen. Hope will cause you to praise God. And look at another, look at another one with me, if you will. Hope will cause you to look for the Savior. Hope will cause you to look for the Savior. Go with me, if you would, over to the book of Titus again, where we, where we began, over in Titus. And over in, uh, we didn't begin in Titus, but that's where we're going now. Over in Titus, and he tells you this in Titus chapter 2, down to verse 13. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, looking for that blessed hope. Are you looking for the blessed hope? Are you looking for Jesus Christ? Hope will, ca hope will cause you, hope will cause you to look for him. Your hope in Christ, your surety in him, that he's coming back one day. I, 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 wish, I wish it was this morning when I broke the thing in my shower and I had to replace that, amen. And there's no room in these stinking trailers to do anything, let me tell you. And the brother Ray rescued me. He said, you know me, I had to take the outside shower off. You don't want to see me in the outside shower anyway, amen. I'm just saying, you know. But the, So I, I robbed the thing from that and put it inside out. And it works great, praise the Lord, amen. I said, it's Home Depot. He said, Home Depot don't have it. I said, man, what am I going to do? He said, I just took mine off out there and put it in there. That's what I did. works good, amen. You'd be glad for that because I was pretty sweaty today that I got a shower tonight before I came in here, you know. But hope will cause you to look for the Savior, you know, we, you know, to be honest with you, when that happened this morning, I really wasn't looking for Jesus to come back. I sort of wish he would have, amen, in the middle of that, so I didn't have to finish it up and get tired. But, you know, we, are, we ought to be looking for him every, every day. We ought to, that ought to be a, a thought in our heart and our mind and our lips every day, looking for Jesus Christ to come. That's why some churches name their, or some churches name their churches Maranatha, come Lord Jesus, amen. Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. 
and they're looking for the coming, but I've been in some of those churches where it don't look like they're for the coming of Christ either, amen? They don't act like they're looking for the coming of Christ. If you're looking for the coming of Christ, you're looking for Jesus to come, right now it'll do something different in your life. It'll change your attitude, amen? It really ought to. The next time you get ready to say a crossword to your wife or to your husband or to your children or to your parents or to your friends or somebody else, maybe think that Jesus will come back at that moment. And that's harder to do than say. Amen? How do you know that, Brother Mike? Because I'm one of them. I know what it means when you're hot and you're sweating and you're not feeling good and, and you're, you're half crashed out and somebody says something to you and you say, what? Well, I'm glad Jesus didn't come back then. Amen? I'm glad he didn't come back when I was cussing. No, I wasn't cussing. Just kidding you. I don't cuss. Amen. Not anymore. <laughs> Used to. Boy, I tell you what, aren't, aren't you glad you're saved? I'll keep, cause you to keep your eyes up looking for the Savior, looking for Jesus Christ any moment, any second, any day. And then look at with me, if you will, please, in Hebrews, Hebrews for just a moment in chapter 6. Hebrews in chapter 6. And down to verse 19, he makes this statement. He says, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil. Our hope in, hope in Christ is your anchor. Hope in Christ is your... That's what... It keeps you steadfast. It keeps you in one place. It, it, won't, let you, it won't let you get away from Him. You're, you're anchored to Christ. You're on that rock, and, and you're held there stir, uh, sturdy. You can't, you can't break that anchor chain, by the way. Amen. I'm not talking about a little anchor that you might, uh, you might take a coffee can like we used to do uh, in Ohio and, and you fill that little three-pound coffee can up with cement and you, know, you put a chain in there and fill it up with cement and then you throw that off the boat so it hits the bottom and maybe drags a little bit because you were too cheap to go out and buy a little anchor, amen? But, and cement was cheaper than the anchor, amen? And so, you know, you could... Uh, I'm not so I'm talking, I'm talking about... You ever see them great big boat anchors? You get up in the main or you get, out, you get down on the coast and you get where the ships are and you look at some of them, those things, you, are, you ain't moving one of them. I don't care. There ain't no Hercules around here. There ain't no Samson today, amen. You ain't going to pick that thing up and carry it like he did the gates of Gaza, you know. It ain't going to happen, amen. And, but your anchor is Christ. And Christ, listen to this, Christ is unmovable. He's unmovable. And your anchor to him, that hope you have in him, is your anchor in him. It's him that holds you in place, keeps you stable, keeps you where you ought to be as a believer in Jesus Christ. Oh, your, your mind might wander, you might do some things, you, you, but I want to tell you what, you might be way over here, but you're still hooked. You ain't getting away from him. You can't, you can't, I heard one person say one time, well, maybe it might have been better if I never got saved. No, it wouldn't have been better if you never got saved. It would be better if you just got your heart right with God and lived for him, amen? That's the better thing to do. Just do what you need to do as a child of God. Hope in Christ is your anchor. And then look with me at 1 Corinthians, please, chapter 15. 1 Corinthians in chapter 15. Over in 1 Corinthians in chapter 15, he makes this statement, if you would, please, down down to verse 19, 1 Corinthians 15, down to verse 19, he makes this statement. He says, if, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. You say, what's that mean, Brother Mike? Well, if my hope in Christ ends at this life and there's nothing after that, then he said, we're, we're most miserable because our hope in Christ is we have a place in heaven. Amen? And if your hope in Christ is only while you're alive here, he said, we're miserable. We're, why? Because you have nothing to hold on to. You have nothing to look forward to. 
He says, oh, you're most miserable if this is where only your hope is right here. No, my friend, you have the hope of glory, amen. Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. Christ is our anchor. And then that one gives us to the thought of hope in Christ ought to make us joyful. Hope in Christ ought to make us joyful. Otherwise, um, do you have joy in your heart? Amen. Amen. Do you have joy in your heart? Are you glad you're saved? Tell your face. Amen. (laughs) Are you glad you're saved? Are you glad that you know Jesus Christ? Does it make you happy when you see somebody else get saved? Well, I tell, I tell people all the time when we have meetings, if somebody's going to say, no, I said, don't go home, stick around until they're done and welcome them into the family of God, amen? A lot of times people come out of a counseling room or whatever when the pastor's done with them, and there's nobody in the church, like they don't care, everybody done left, amen? Stick around a little bit. Let them know that there's joy in Jesus, amen? Let them know that there's something going on in their life now and welcome them into family of God. I usually tell them, I say, you know what? I said, now you can go around. If it's a kid, I say, you go home and you tell your mom and dad, I got a real big fat brother, amen, <laughs> in Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Don't tell your brother that. He might beat you up. You know what, my friend? Listen to me. You ought to, give, you ought to put joy in your heart, joy in your soul. That will give you a spring in your step, Amen. Uh, so many times Christians walk around with their head, hang, head hanging down and, and they, just, they look miserable. What, what's there to be miserable about, amen? You're saved by the grace of God. What's making, miser- what's making you miserable? Well, I might make my wife miserable sometimes, amen? <laughs> but what makes you miserable? What, why do why you look like that? Why do you act like that? Why do you, why do you talk like that? Why do you talk like, uh, like, like uh, you don't even know Christ is your Savior, Amen. I'm not pointing any fingers. I'm saying, I've seen it. I've seen it in church. I've seen some people in churches say some things sometimes uh, to preachers and to other people in the church. And, and, and if, you would, if you would hear them, you would say, I don't even know if that person's saved. Where's the joy of Christ? Amen. Where's the joy of Christ in cutting other people down and beating them up? Amen. Where's the joy in that? There's joy in Christ because he loves us and we love him. Amen. Well, I hope you have the joy of Jesus Christ down in your soul. Amen. I hope it, like the kids, I'm not even going to try to sing it because I don't sing. Amen. I can make Brother Caleb run back up here and sing the joy, joy, joy. Amen. Uh, is that how it goes? Don't, don't, I don't even know if that's how it goes. Amen. I, I'm just thinking it does. When we first got married, I was always amazed when my wife, when they would sing these courses in church, and she's sitting there, she knows them all, you know, and I'm sitting there like a dummy, and, and, I, you know, and, they, and they change the words on me, because I think there should be certain words in there that aren't, you know? So, I mean, you know, there's joy, joy, joy down in my heart. Well, there's joy, joy, joy in my soul, too, amen? I mean, I might just change the words. Sometimes I'll be in the shower singing or be in the house singing, and her and Kale or one of the girls will say, Dad, uh, those, those words don't go with that song. Yeah, but it's my song and my words, amen? It sounds good to me, hallelujah. And look at Psalm chapter 33, over in the book of Psalms, and the 33rd Psalm with me. I'm going to go down to verse 18 to Psalm 33 and begin reading there. Psalm 33, verse 18, because, see, hope will show you mercy. Hope will show you mercy. You say, what do you mean, Brother Mike? Look down to verse 18. He says, Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his, what, mercy. That hope in his mercy. It's not that I hope he has mercy. 
I'm trusting in his mercy, amen. That's what he's talking about. My, it's an implicit trust in, in what God is and hope, will, hope uh, in your life will, will show you mercy, amen. Oh, you say, Brother Mike, you don't know what I've been through. Sometimes I don't think God has mercy at all for me. But aren't you glad you're sitting here taking another breath tonight, amen? That's the mercy of God. That's the grace of God. You know, just be thankful for that, amen. There ought not to be a day go by you just don't thank God for another breath. Thank God for another day. Thank God for another sunny day. Thank God for a rainy day, amen. Thank God for a flooding day. I mean, you guys had some rain out here this year, amen, big time between here in Washington and New York. Well, I saw the reports on the floods and stuff. Man, it's been, you guys have been through it here. It's been something else. I was reminded of a preacher that they talked about that would go into the... Uh, going to church every week, and he was always very positive, always very about every. He'd always bring his prayer when he would start his prayer. It was always something very positive, and it had rained like the whole week, downpour, downpour, downpour. Sunday it was downpour again, and his people were just talking to each other. He comes in the door, and he said, we just wonder how he's going to start his prayers this week. As he prayed, he bows his head, and he said, Lord, we thank thee that not all days are like this one, amen? <laughs> he was thankful, amen, that not all days are like that one, Hallelujah. Well, we ought to be thankful. Why? Because of the mercy of a holy, righteous God. He says, verse 19 of that text, what? He says, that them that hope in his mercy to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Doesn't he take care of you, amen? He takes care of you. He keeps you alive. Gives you another breath. Our soul waiteth for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. That, that, that's a trust in him. I trust in him. His mercy. He's my help and my shield. For our heart shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us according as we hope in thee. <laughs> do, you have mer- do you have the hope in God for his mercy and trusting in him and trusting in his mercy, trusting in what he has done for you? I, I thank God. That he's, just, he's, just, he's good to me. He's good to my family. Amen. Good to my kids. He's good. He's good. He's good to my grandkids. Our last granddaughter got saved last summer, amen? Well, and that was a blessing to see her get saved. I was there when she got saved. I wasn't preaching, and I was sitting in the auditorium, and there was vacation Bible school going on, and I don't do vacation Bible school no more. and did a lot of them over the years. But we were there at my daughter's church, and, and uh, they were doing VBS, and, and uh, when it was over, her dad led her to the Lord. Well, what a blessing that was, amen, to see her get saved, and to see what went on there. What a, that's hope, amen. The hope of mercy in God. and He gives you mercy. You just trust Him and believe in Him and hold close to Him as a child of God. And then go with me to the book of Job, if you would. The book of Job, because I want to show you, and this is the last one. You say, Brother Mike, you're, you're done. You don't tell pastor. I'm done a few minutes early, amen, because I won't be that quick on Sunday night, Amen. <laughs> Oh, you didn't know I was preaching Sunday night. I'll be here Sunday night, too. I'll be gone Sunday morning. I'll be back Sunday evening. Look at me at Job with you, with you please, in chapter 8. Job in chapter 8. He says this over in Job in chapter 8. See, because without the hope of glory, you will perish. Without the hope of glory, you will, you will perish. Watch this, Job chapter 8 with me, please, down to verse 13. He says, So are the paths of all that forget God and the hypocrites... Hope shall perish. 
There's no, those who have no hope will perish. Those who have no hope will die and, and go to eternal damnation. Those who have no hope, uh, they have nothing to trust. And they're, they're trusting in their riches like the man who had all the barns. He says, I'm going to tear them down. I'm going to build bigger barns. And the Lord said, all tonight, fool, thou soul shall be required of thee. People are trusting in all these things around them, trusting in their jobs, trusting in their vehicles, trusting in their homes, trusting, uh, trusting in everything else but, but the Lord sometimes. And it's sad that believers, even though they have the hope of glory, almost live in a way like the world lives, like they have no hope. I'm glad that I have hope, amen. I'm glad that my hope is in Christ. I'm glad that when I die, I'm going to see some friends that I know have gone on before me who were saved by the grace of God. Amen. A brother-in-law who's in glory who was saved by the grace of God. Good man. You know, and a mother-in-law, a good lady who was saved by the grace of God in heaven. And my wife's, uh, my wife's Aunt Mary who was saved. I'm going to get to see Aunt Mary again uh, in heaven. Amen. And, and my wife's uh, Aunt Betty. Uh, I'm going to get to see her again when I get to heaven. My Aunt Betty, I'm going to get to see her again when I get to heaven. And my Uncle Johnny just passed away. I hope that he's in heaven. He told somebody that he had gotten saved, but I never saw it, never heard it from him myself. All the times I ever witnessed to him, he told somebody else he had gotten saved when he was younger. I hope I'll get to see him in heaven. Amen. I'm not going to say he wasn't. I'm just going to say I'm not. I'm still not sure. Some people I'm not sure about that said that they're saved. I'm not sure uh, that I'm going to see them in heaven because of the way they live their life makes you question if they really were born again. But you know what? You can do anything after you're saved that you could do before you were saved. But by the grace of God, there go I. Amen. By the grace of God, that's what will keep you straight. That's what will keep you where you ought to be. Your hope has to be in him and in nothing else. You can't hope and trust in anything but the Lord Jesus Christ. He is it. He's the hope of glory. He's the one that will bring you through every situation in your life. And without that hope of glory, you will perish. You cannot have salvation without Jesus Christ. I don't care. I don't care how many, how many other people out there tell you, well, I believe and I believe and I believe and I believe. Uh, I tell you what, my friend, you need, to, you need to just believe what the Bible says, amen? Trust the Word of God. Trust the Word of God. Put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Can I tell you this? The Holy Spirit of God will never lead you contrary to this book. Amen? So if something doesn't sound right, it's probably not right. Amen? <laughs> if it doesn't sound right, it's probably not right. Your trust, put, put it through here to the Lord, has to be in God and in God alone. That's where your trust and your faith is. The hope of glory for you and for me. Jesus Christ, the one who died upon the cross of Calvary, that you might be able to have eternal life. Let's have our heads bowed and our eyes closed. Heads bowed and eyes closed. Let me ask you just a couple of questions with your heads bowed and your eyes closed. Has there been a time in your life, and probably this is a Wednesday night crowd, and usually on Wednesday night, uh, everybody there, normally, uh, you're here because you want to be here, and usually Wednesday night, Probably most people in the congregation are saved, born again, washed in the blood of the Lamb. But have you, have you ever experienced the hope of glory? Have you ever experienced Jesus Christ by putting your faith and trust in Him? Have you called upon Him one day in your life and you can look back to that day and say, that's the day that I got saved by the grace of God? Can you look at that day and say, I know I'm saved? Can you do that? If you can do that, I say praise the Lord. But if you can't do that, if you can't do that, if you can't look back and see a time in your life when when you really put your faith and trust in Christ. And I'm not talking about I think I'm saved, I might be saved, I could be. I'm talking about that you know you're saved because you look back to that day. If you can't do that, can I pray for you? 
If you can't do that, would you just slip up your hand and say, I can't look back to that day, Brother Mike. I can't look back to it. I can't look back to it. Can you just pray for me? I'm not sure if I have that hope of glory. Not sure if I have Christ as my Savior. Anybody at all just slip your hand up in the air? I don't see any hands. I hope that you're saved. I'm not going to ask you. I'm not going to give you a load of question for the invitation. If the Lord spoke to your heart when the piano was played, why don't you just slip out of your seat and come and come to the altar. Let God, let God work in your heart tonight. Amen. God bless you.